The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zim. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. How's everybody doing? We got some special stuff, I think, on the horizon. We got the excitement of the schedule. I know you guys have been really, really excited and waiting for this day to come out. Um, I told Ace this last year at the same time. I don't care who's on the schedule, but I think the fans make me care a lot more because... I don't know. For me, I feel like anything can happen. Are you excited about the schedule, Ace? Definitely. I mean, I think – I mean, we knew what the opponents were, and you always get that part of it, but I think the details and its term is – in terms of the order is also always important. Like, you want to know when you're playing these games, when, you know, potentially what could be the ramifications, where you're playing at, what time, is it a prime time game? And so I'm always excited to see the schedule release because immediately after I get it, I just look at it and analyze it. And I'm like, okay, you know, we're playing this game at this date. What is going to be our record before the buy? All kind of stuff. What kind of start can we get off to? And it just makes you excited to just see it. Like when they announced this morning that they were playing and having a home opener, in Cincinnati, that was exciting because last year they had that, but a lot of people don't know that they hadn't had an, a home opener in the Natty like week one in like eight years. And so, like, of course, with what happened with uh, everything with COVID, I was worried about us that kind of being in jeopardy because we never got that. So to see that we had a home opener against Minnesota was definitely exciting. And I think that's just part of the schedule releases seeing that, seeing the primetime games and getting excited for the season. With that being said, let's get it. Let's get into it. Roll it. Roll it for. Better than he was before. Better 
throws it. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow, looking for a block, and he got it up in the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! With the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Coach, uh, 10 picks over the course of uh, three days. What stands out to you initially about your draft class? The depth up front on both sides of the ball. You know, that was something that we felt like we really needed to address. Um, You know, I really feel getting those two fourth-round picks uh, really helped us, you know, coming into the day and having those three options here in the fourth round because there was a lot of players on the board that we really had regard for uh, to be able to walk away with three of them out there in the fourth round was, uh, was really good for us. Let's get into it. That was the 2021 schedule release, uh, courtesy of our man Ninja. Shout out to Ninja. Appreciate all of the work that he does for the show behind the scenes. But without further ado, Zim, let's get into it. So uh, we had that video made before we knew the actual order. Um, Now we know the actual order is live, and it starts off week one, September the 12th, um, against the Minnesota Vikings at Paul Brown Stadium week two. Uh, we're going to Soldier Field against the Bears. Zim, just what are your thoughts on those first two games? Just like your general thoughts on week one and week two. I think week one, you got to, you know, start off with the Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss connection. You got to uh, also tap into the Mike Zimmer being a former uh, former DC for the Bengals in 2013. Um, Vikings lead the series seven to six. Uh, the last time they played at Minnesota in 2017, the Bengals lost 34 to seven. I think for me, it would be Dalvin Cook versus Joe Mixon. It's something that I really, really want to put a highlight on. And I think early in the season, it's going to be really important that the Bengals don't lean on um, Joe Burrow too much. Um, going into the Bears, uh, some of the things that I was thinking about is just from I guess you know, like, do we know that Dalton is starting? Do do we know that yet? We don't know if Dalton is starting, and I think that that's going to be a big story this off season for the Bears going in. They started off with calling Dalton QB one, and then they just blasted their social media with all pictures of Justin Fields. So, right, I, going by social media, it looks like Fields would be the starter to me. Reading between the tea leaves. Yeah, Bengals lead the series six to five. Last time they played 2017 at Paul Brown Stadium, Bengals lost 33 to seven. Uh, this is potentially Dalton starting. Um, uh, he could tie uh, Fitz Magic and Jeff Blake by being the third quarterback to beat his old team with two other teams. So these are different notes that we kind of ran through pre pre schedule, and I, I feel I feel prepared. But you know, I like. I like playing this division 
I think, you know, right now it feels that way. That's the thing about schedules, though. Like, right now I feel like some of the things that they lack, I think that we're going to do really well on. Like, um, I think early in our in the season, I think the offense will probably be putting up points earlier than what most people were. I, I Viking game kind of reminds me of the Chargers game last year. It's like a team that's not bad, above average, um, solid at a lot of different spots. You got the Zimmer connection there. You know, uh, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a tight game. I think the Bears game is going to be a tight game. What are your thoughts on those first two games? I think the first thing that you said uh, about Zimmer in terms of the defense being there, that's going to be a real test for this offense coming out. We're going to be able to see what exactly they had to bring there. Another connection is Justin Jefferson. You got Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow taking on their former teammate. And then you had some interesting comments from Justin Jefferson comparing Joe Burrow – and uh, his quarterback as well, Kirk Cousins. So that's going to be an interesting duel to see. And then you talk about the Bears in Chicago. You're taking on, uh, you know, a top edge rusher in the league in Khalil Mack. So that offensive line will be tested early, and we will see very soon, you know, how they respond to two good defenses. But I think that these are also teams, with the exception of the Vikings. The Vikings can score, but I think that these are two teams – with all due respect to them, I think that we can score and put up more points than them. And I think that these two opportunities are really up for grabs for us to potentially, and I say potentially, I'm not trying to you know, throw it out there, but I really think they have a realistic shot of going 2-0 if the right things happen for them in those first two weeks. Um, so that's going to bring us to weeks three and four. Uh, week three is September 26th at Pittsburgh. Uh, that's going to be against the Steelers, a.k.a. the Squillers. And then we have week four, the Thursday night football game, the lone primetime game as of now. We all know that that can change. Games can be flexed. Uh, But that is against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at home with obviously Trevor Lawrence coming into that one. And obviously the last time that the Bengals uh, played the Steelers, obviously it was with Ryan Finley and that big upset. Now the Steelers do lead this 63 to uh, 36, I believe. And obviously the last game was in December 21st of 2020. And the Bengals won that one 27 to 17 with their third string quarterback. And they held Pittsburgh to 244 yards total. I'm still living and loving that game. And then you got the Jaguars game. You're talking about a rematch of the national championship. You're talking about the two number one picks that were taken back to back. But Zim, what do you think about those two games? I think the, I mean, of course, it's always heavy smoke with me. I'm ready for the squealers. I'm ready to, to go to Pittsburgh. I actually think I might go to that game. So if you guys are watching Sir. this uh, at home, like uh, that's a, that's going to be a big game. Like, you know, if you guys follow my story and follow how I got here or whatever, I think I started this page of the Steelers game. So I really want to go to that game. I, I don't really – I think a lot of people on Twitter are talking about, like, you know, meeting up and stuff like that. I don't think that they're thinking about meeting up with the Steelers game. So, for me, like, it, it is what it is. I want smoke. I want to be there. I want to feel the energy and, you know, all positive vibes or whatever. But I just think, like, uh, that last win, it, it might have been, like, a small thing, you know, for some. But I think after us interviewing Mike Daniels and talking to players and stuff like that, there's potentially uh, a chance that we could get get Steven Nelson 
at corner. Uh, Mike Hilton has been recruiting for him on Twitter today, but um, and he got linked to our name. I mean, to our team. Uh, but there, there's so many demons. I think that we we crossed off our list last year. So I just I'm looking forward to that. But the Jacksonville game, to me, I think it's like this Twitter world that I live in where. There are fans from all of these different teams that I love to death for them, you know, just repping their team. But for me, it's like super personal with some of these guys like they get on there and they talk about like comparing. Like I remember last year, like people were comparing A.J. Green to like the wide receiver core for like the what, what's the uh, chart? Remember, like, remember that? I never forget yeah, the guy. They were, they were like, that is A.J. Green. And like so like all of that stuff is super personal to me. Like I, I live to prove like those people wrong and. Uh, I, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is nothing like Joe Burrow. I think that that's a, a, a big trap game. You think week four by then, maybe Urban Myers probably got a little bit more up to speed with the NFL. So that's a that's a game that I definitely don't want to sleep on. I feel more confident about this about the Pittsburgh game than the Jacksonville game. No, nah, that's interesting that you said that because Trevor Lawrence, Tebow, Urban Meyer, the headlines are just swirling right now. In Jacksonville, and you really just don't know what you're going to get. That's a great point. It could potentially be a trap game for the Bengals, uh, but that brings us to they the probably, next they probably game. think we're crazy as hell talking about a trap game for a team that only won what four <laughs> games last year. Like that's right. you know that's the thing about fans. You know I, I love it. Like you you know we're we're a higher up uh, higher on the Bengals than the Jacksonville probably circling us and saying oh that's a trap game for us. You know, and right. we're looking, and I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars like y'all roster can't see our roster, but you know, facts, it facts, is what it is. Nah, nah, all good. Now this is where it funny. gets. This to me is where it gets interesting because we don't know who's gonna be the quarterback, and I think, uh, I think our man Ninja is probably feeling some type of way about this matchup. The Green Bay Packers, Week Five. You're talking about Sunday. Uh, one o'clock, and then you're also talking about week six, Detroit as well, 10 17. Um, and then we got the 10, Ravens. 17. So I won't be a part of that game. <laughs> no, I, I get married on 10 oh, that's when you get married, yeah, yeah. You're right. I was thinking yeah. Gucci, and then I was like, that's when you, yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. that's an automatic W, then. So, right, automatic W. Sam's getting married on that day, it's an right. automatic W. So I cannot talk trash about Panay. Are you serious? <laughs> oh no! All right. Well, I'm gonna have my phone on me though. No, no trip. <laughs> At my yeah. um, so so I I was saying that this this first game is unknown because we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is suiting up for the Packers. Like I personally was saying for months, I felt like what he said was pretty cryptic, and it's like people weren't taking it serious. And I feel like it's a situation to where. Um, Aaron Rodgers could potentially be gone. So, Zim, what are just your thoughts on just that Packers game? And what does it look like if he plays or if it's Jordan Love? Because I think that that's a major difference when you talk about that. I, I think if Rodgers doesn't play, it's a win for us. I, I I think the theme for the season is what can the defense do in the first half of a football game? If they can keep guys like – in the, and I hate the reference Dalton all the time, like I do. But if they could do what they did anywhere near Dalton 2018 season, keeping opponents under 21, 14, like around that, that around that scale, the Bengals will do really, really well this season to me. Like, and, and you know, everybody knows I'm a big proponent of offense and just scoring. But 
everybody's been like, Bengals going to score 30 points a game. I think that's a little unrealistic to do for 17 games. But if they're around a 23-26 uh, threshold and Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, there's nobody that can convince me Jordan Love uh, can score that amount of points on, you know, on the Bengals. Like, it's crazy. I, it's crazy. I think that's a dub. That. It's crazy you said that about Aaron Rodgers because the Bengals were the one team right. that he couldn't beat. Like, he recently just beat them. He's 1-2 all-time versus the Bengals. The Bengals lead that series 7-6. Right. Oh, you would think that they would have played more times than that. And then the last time that we actually played Green Bay, believe it or not, was 2017 where we lost that, to that, them in overtime. That, that's the William Jackson pick six. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that, that's like the, that's the William Jackson coming and that's out party. Someone that doesn't get picked off that much. And that was that was wild. And then you talk about the Lions game. You got Jared Goff versus the new Bengals defense in that one. The Bengals were uh three and oh versus Stafford. So now you bring Goff into that equation. We lead that series nine to three. Unfortunately, my wife is going to have to hear that. She's from the D. She's just going to have to be Saudi in that game because the last time that we played Detroit, uh, we won 26 to 17. So, Zim, obviously that's going to be your wedding day, but what are you? What are your thoughts on the Detroit Lions coming into that game? You talked about Panay. Is that going to be a game where you're watching Panay? Or, for sure, you know, for sure. You know, that's the game where I'm going to give Mike Daniels the pep talk. I'm going to give all of our guys, like, like by then, I think I'm going to know a little bit more of the draftees and different things like that, too. So I'm going to be talking so much trash that week because it's, it's all in fun. Like, I, I believe in Panay, and I don't know if you guys heard the news, too. Panay got um, uh, diagnosed tested positive. tested positive for COVID. And I, I was the first person that I know that I was just like, man, wish you well. You know, I know you're going to have a successful NFL season. In an NFL career and everything like that, you're gonna beat this, but you know, make no mistakes about it. When you get healthy, I'm ready. I'm ready to for the rest of your whole career to prove everybody wrong, like that I, you know, that that like we weren't stupid to take Jamar Chase. So that game is gonna mean a lot to me. The the Dolphins game, you know, anytime we play the Dolphins is, is really important to me. I think that Trevor Lawrence game was important, but that Lions thing, I think, is now like a new thing. The Twitter wars that are going on, because I don't know if you saw their war room, but they had a video, and I really believe they tried to make it seem like they wanted to come up for Panay, but in my heart of hearts, I think they wanted to come up for Jamar Chase, but it's kind of unclear. You can't really, you you know, teams don't tell the truth, but for me, there's a lot of back and forth on Twitter and stuff about that, too, so. I'm looking forward to that game. I know I'll be getting married, but I will definitely check on the game and I'll have somebody giving me the score for sure. Yeah, we got to make sure. Yeah, we can't have Zim on his way and they checking the Bengals game. I don't know. That sounds like a diehard Bengals fan, though. So hopefully, oh, hopefully nah, the missus my, is all nah, right. My, my, my nephews, uh, they, they're in the wedding and I'm going to have different people already. In my mind, I'm already walking through it now. I'm going to just have them, you know, give me the um, – Give me the thumbs up, thumbs down if we're up or we're down throughout the game, I'm sure. All good, all good. But definitely don't let the Bengals ruin your wedding day. I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> we're not going to let that happen. That's not happening. <laughs> not happening at all. Um, so then we got the Ravens, and that's pretty much going to be the Ravens uh, rushing attack versus the Bengals' new edge defenders as well as their interior. So they got Trey Hendrickson. They got Osai, Sample, uh, Cam. And Hubert, they also have uh, my guy, uh, Khalid Kareem. Uh, but then they're also potentially going to face Tyler Shelvin in that interior, DJ Reader being back. Uh, Lamar Jackson is 5-0 and versus the Bengals. Can they beat him? 
I'm not so sure. The Ravens lead this series 27 to 23, but it's time to it's time for put up or shut up against the Ravens. The Bengals are going to have to get one of these games, especially in the Joy B era, and I think that they can. Like a lot of people, obviously the last time we played them in January, we lost 38 to 3, but you know, this is a team that if we want to contend in this division, we got to be able to get over that hump and be able to stop them. Now, they once were known as a one-dimensional offense. Now that they have added Rashad Bateman um, and added some Man. new weapons, we have to see if they're still one-dimensional. But, Zim, what are just your thoughts on Baltimore um, and how can the Bengals kind of slay this dragon in Baltimore? You know, for me, I tell you every single time, I and I don't, you know, on the AFC North show, the Ravens guy probably would love me because – I know a lot of Bengals fans or a lot of fans around the NFL are just not believers in Lamar Jackson. I am one of them guys that I like, he scares me to death. I feel the same way about Lamar Jackson as when we used to play Antonio Brown. I just feel like if the game is within reach or something like that, he's always going to make a play. I never forget the first game that he started. Like, <laughs> I can't. Do you feel that way about Baker Mayfield? No, I never feel yeah, that way. Okay. About I'm, just, I'm just checking. I'm just checking the temperature. Nah, right. nah, <laughs> nah. Baker Mayfield, when he's in rhythm, he's deadly. Like he, you know, there's no mistake about it. Like there's memes and everything I used to make about uh, Baker, Baker, Baker. Like I had these funny things that I used to do on Instagram all the time. I was one of the people that wanted us to draft Baker Mayfield. I don't think his personality, like now in hindsight, it wouldn't have matched up with the city. A lot of different things just wouldn't have matched up. I do believe in his talent, but it's not in the same breath. That is nothing like Joe Burrow. There's right. only a couple quarterbacks that are going to come in the NFL that mentally just do so much more for a team than the average quarterback. Baker Mayfield, if Coach will, and with the number one offensive line in football, then sure, he can get hot. If you put, I seen a stat. I was at the gym working out today. I seen a stat. They put his stats next to Pat Mahomes, better than Mahomes in his first uh three two three seasons or something like that like it was like crazy but look at the things around baker mayfield you know that's so. like when they used to put that that screen up of dalton versus like Peyton Manning right the first three right. years and like you said you got to look at the supporting cast yeah you got if you look at the supporting cast and, and all the different things and the factors with like the number one thing being the number one offense i mean number one offensive line in football that period makes gives baker mayfield you know and that's nothing to to cry about as a Bengals fan because that's something that the Bengals should be gearing towards. They should be gearing to having the best offensive line too. So I'm not saying that as a slight, like, oh, he's not good because he got the offensive line. It's not his fault. But I just know the mental fortitude and the different things that Joe Burrow's asked to do and will be asked to do. It, Baker Mayfield will never have to go to those things. And if he does, you'll see the real Baker Mayfield. You'll see the shots on the sideline. You'll see the disgruntled, like all that stuff. And, you probably have Browns fans turning on them the next day. Watch. <laughs> yeah, like, I think if I'm not mistaken, they were calling uh, they for wanted, him to they, get benched. Yeah, they on. wanted him benched. Like, like, like. Let's not talk about baby. All right. So I was just saying, <laughs> ball, with Baltimore, they just really scared me. The fact that they added weapons and they they added weapons of guys I like. That is the worst thing in the world. Is like they added wide receivers that I potentially I said. When I was running through the scenarios with Panay coming to the team, possibly, I was like, okay, like maybe Bateman could fall. Like, then they get Nico Collins as well, or um, um I mean, Taiwan Wallace. I'm sorry, Taiwan Wallace. Wallace, another guy, like a late round pick that I thought the Bengals even even on draft day, I was, I think he was a fifth round pick or something, right? 
Yeah, he was like a fourth rounder or something like that. He fourth, was fourth or he fifth. was still there and shouldn't have been there. When he was on the board, I, because you know, like right now, we're talking about possibly bringing in D.D. Westbrook and stuff like that. He fits that bill. Like Tyron Wallace fits the bill of what they want uh, that we never really got, like from a depth position. And people say, "Well, you got Auden Tate, but Auden Tate still doesn't stretch the field." And, and Tyron Wallace is a guy that. I think it's going to be like a thorn in our side for some time. And, and Bateman, you know what's so crazy? He kind of reminds me of Brashad Perryman a little bit. Um, but I just said that to say this. I've always told you this. If you give Lamar Jackson weapons, it doesn't. it's not even going to be about is he throwing for 400 yards a game. He doesn't have to. He just needs corners to respect their wide receivers. And then the running game that they already had, now Greg Roman is like drawing up some crazy stuff. Because now, you know, now you have to respect their threats. Before, all you had to do is come inside on their tight ends, and they still just out-blocked you and out-schemed you. So that is a scary game for us, and I think it's going to be a wow. I think Baltimore is now going to take the place of, the, uh, of Pittsburgh in our, in our division. Um, and, and hopefully we can get past them. But to me, it's always going to be Baltimore or us. Like, I, I feel like Browns are on their, on their decline coming down soon, too. I spent, a, I, spent a, I spent a lot of time on that. I'm sorry. It's crazy how – nah, it's crazy how it went from us running five straight against Baltimore to it being completely reversed. Right. And then running five straight on us just by the addition of Lamar Jackson. But that brings me to another team that has an addition of a quarterback in Zach Wilson, and that's the Jets, that the Bengals are going to take on. Um, what are your thoughts on just the Jets in general? Um, I think the that's a game that, you know, you circle in the calendars and you say the Bengals should win. You know, if you're a Bengals fan, if you're a Jets fan, you're probably saying we should win. So, But in my mind, I, I would love to see the numbers on that. What are the odds on that? I, I wonder, are we – who's favored in that game? I would love to see it. Because I don't know if y'all oh, saw this. The Vikings game were two-and-a-half underdogs, which I thought was fair. I thought that 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 was real. The, in contrast, like the Steelers are six and a half underdogs to uh, the Bills. Um, but uh, the Jets, I feel like that's a game where by by week six, I mean, I'm sorry, week eight, Zach Wilson has probably found his way into the NFL a little bit better. And he's probably moving on all cylinders. And he is a quarterback that I really, really like. I, I think he's better than Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, coming out of the draft. Like just his mobility, uh, just his mental Different things that I just watched in the little bit of stuff that I did watch because we weren't in the market for a quarterback. So that's a game. That's a, it reminds me of the, Jag, the Jacksonville, um, Jacksonville game where it's probably a team that our fans are circling and saying, oh, we can take them out. But, you know, super trap game. Yeah, definitely. You got uh, Zach Wilson going against that new defense. The Jets actually lead this series, but the Bengals uh, have won the last three in a row. And the last time that we played them was in 2019, and we won 22 to six. I seem to somewhat remember that game. Um, and then that brings us to uh, the Cleveland Browns, who we touched down briefly about Baker. But just you think what we is split that? with them? You think we split with them? I personally think that we do split with them on this game. Like Quincy was trying to tell me, he thinks that they're going to sweep us. I think that that's crazy for them to be talking like that. Being why do that, why do Browns fans feel like like when you bring up like? Like just just this on the surface, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. They go to the offensive line, I'm sure. But Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, uh, uh, Tyler Boyd. Just that. That doesn't make. How does that sound? That like you're, you're sweeping it. Like, but I mean, when you pose that to them, 
or to Quincy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's his reaction to that? Because to me, that's the best wide receiver combination in the division, hands down. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying it like to me, we on paper, you could say we're the last in the division, like on paper, as of right now. I, I get it. But just that in a healthy Joe Burrow, based off of they saw Joe Burrow twice. And in both instances, Joe Burrow should have won the the, the uh, second one. The first one, every time Baker scored, we came back. Every you know what I'm saying? Like, so he knows who Joe Burrow was without Jamar Chase. I, I'm not going to you know answer that for him. We're going to have to have him on the show <laughs> and I bring just, him I, on to answer it. Because I'm I'm sitting here saying the same thing because I'm like, I challenged him on that. I'm like, who who do you have to stop those three receivers? I'm like, T. Higgins was kind of eating on Denzel Ward. And I was like, if you're starting Greedy Williams, y'all are in trouble. Like, y'all right. are really in trouble if you, if you think Greedy Williams is an answer. And they drafted and the kid in the second, right? I, I think for the most part, his answer was, you know, Miles Garrett. But y'all got y'all had Miles Garrett last year, and we were still putting up points. This this the new NFL. Like, I, we'll spend a whole nother show on that. To me, to yeah, me, we're gonna have to get that's what I was saying. Here. He gonna but, have to answer for some of this this recklessness. Miles Garrett, all the all the respect in the world. If if you could give me any defensive player, I think all, a couple of years ago I may be able to say Khalil Mack or or Donald. I would say Garrett would be up there and highly respected. I think he's a phenomenal player. But I think with the new NFL and the way that the ball could, comes out, I think there's ways to make him not as impactful. And if you look at some of the games that Miles Garrett has against us. He probably ends up with like a sack or a sack and a half or something like that, but it's not like mind-blowing numbers. It's easy for me to say that at home. He's a force to be reckoned with. But I just don't – you know, based off of what happened last year, I just don't see how they think that they could just look right past it. it, it, I, think it, it I think it's because Baker has had success against us, but at the same time, we all know as Bengals fans, those we weren't had, great defenses. We had nobody those were garbage – Complete garbage. I mean, you might as well should have just thrown against the worst defense. Like, those were some historically bad defenses. Like, it was. The corners that we lined up against him, did you tell him, like, me and you probably didn't even know, like, the third or fourth That's guy. what I was telling him. Like, I was Jaylen like, Davis, had, like, like, who are those? Because he was like, he was like, Asher, because we got into it on a DM today where people couldn't see it. And he was like, <laughs> Asher, uh, your starting cornerback is, is Trey Waynes. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but, like, the last time Baker was playing us, we was playing with, like, practice squad cornerbacks. It was not – there was no William Jackson. There was no – like, we had guys from off of the street playing in that game. Right. And he was like, oh, so did the Browns. And I'm like, nah, no, I don't remember uh, that. No, you didn't. No, you I remember didn't. T. Higgins tearing, tearing Denzel Ward up in some of them games. The so. only person that they had that they started with and they could lean on this is that OBJ started off really well and then he got hurt. Then that's he got the, hurt. That's the game he tore his ACL. So if I'm a Browns fan, I'm probably leaning on that, I'm sure. But OBJ was going to get off regardless just because – not to say William Jackson the third is going to shut him down, but – Darius Phillips like probably wasn't gonna be able to stop OBJ just by himself. That's just I love Darius Phillips to death, but we saw what OBJ did to William Jackson the third. So you know William right. Jackson. I I'm, mean I'm OBJ a, was. Gonna I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you one thing about Darius Phillips though. He's in a lot of ways. He's 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 smaller, but he reminds me of Peters a lot in the sense that he's gonna take more chances and, and he's I gonna like and he's gonna make more plays. He's gonna have more interceptions. And I think this year, I know that when, you know, they sound like Eli Apple and guys like that on our team, like for depth purposes, I think right. he took it personal and he should. 
But the other other facet to his game is this, and I keep on screaming this every single chance I get. I feel like he's the best punt returner in the National Football League. Like his – the game that he got hurt in in his rookie year, the Bills game, whatever, like it turned the whole entire game. I remember me and you coming on – and talking about that game or he something. Was, he went crazy that year. He, that he, was the year he had all of those interceptions. And- bro, every every time. I mean, like, his grades on some of those games are really, really good. I just think because of his, his size, it's the same argument that somebody would have for Devonta Smith. I feel like it's always going to be a chance. Cra- like, it's like crazy because we got – Just get hurt. Smaller guys. We got guys Mike Hilton. I think Mike Hilton might be, if not the same size, but that, smaller. But he built though, like he's strong yeah. though, like he, like I don't know. All right, so it's Reed, a different type of it's a different it, type of small. it's a it's a different type of one seventy eight. Like that's a different like Mike Hilton's got that lower body strength and he's like strong in stature. Darius Phillips, like me and him standing next to each other, I'm probably I'm bigger than Darius Phillips. I know that I'm one eighty five. I'm five eleven, and I know I got more muscle mass than him. And I mm-hmm. and I'm just a guy at home. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't, I don't know. I, like when I see him, his arm just doesn't look like this, like at all. And I, and I, and I'm not a big guy, you know. But right. you know, if you guys want to see the gun show, you know, you know, Darius Phillips to the gun show. He's like, all right, all right, let's go to Raiders game because we get. I'm, I'm like rapping, rapping, rapping. <laughs> the Raiders game is really intriguing for this. I have so many people ask me to come to that game more than anything, and I say, y'all want Mister All Nighter to come out. That will be the game right there. Like, no sleep. This is the most turned up possibly in the world I could possibly be. Uh, have you seen the new Raiders section in the end zones? I have not, but I've seen it from the outside. Like, I was, you know, we were both actually supposed to see that stuff up close and personal at the draft last year, but it got pretty much canceled. But Bro, they have clubs now. Like, now it's clubs on, on both ends. It looks insane. Like, if anybody, like, I'm pretty sure I couldn't afford those seats or whatever. But yeah, I heard the seats are crazy. I, I can't admit. Like, if you see this joint, bro, like, it's it's equivalent to, like, I mean, I've, I've had floor seats at basketball games and stuff before, but this looks like a whole nother level. Like, I feel like they're going to bring out champagne <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, uh, and, they and are. High I, feel like, I feel like there's going to be a highlight this year. This is my hot take from the whole show. It's the stupidest hot take. It's going to be somebody that's chilling there, sipping wine, and get hit with a football. <laughs> like because it's like right there in the end zone it just looks like it's gonna be like some millionaires Bro, chilling right there. they talking about the lowest price for tickets 348 for nosebleeds could for nosebleeds Bro, no I, could, sir. I, could, I could put you second third row at paul Brown for 348 that's right. about that's about my price point for like a, a good nice ticket like if i'm feeling saucy Right. Yeah. Nah. I'm. I'm. I mean, I do have a game timeout app, so shout out to them. I might try to check at the last second. It'll probably be a little bit cheaper. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers um, at Paul Brown, and then we got the Chargers. Gotta, let me hear your thoughts on Raiders real quick. They got now. They got Yannick Ndakwe, uh, uh, Bengals versus Carr, which yeah, I like. Raiders lead I the mean, series twenty-one eleven. How do you feel about that game, real quick? Just quick. It's the Raiders, bro. Like for me, it's like. They're not, they don't really strike fear into me, but this could be a game with it being a West Coast game, four o'clock. I could see them coming off of a bye. I could see us it being a trap game. Uh, I said this on the stream earlier. I think it could be a trap game potentially, 
But the Raiders, they're like a weird team to me. Like with John Gruden, you never know if they're going to show up and ball out. And then you never know if they're just going to look, you know, pretty much trash. And then you're always hearing that they're trying to trade Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr even going to be there by week 11? I don't know. Now, this is one report. Aaron Rodgers has been attached to the Broncos and the Raiders. Those are the two teams. And the Raiders, I was told in a report I read uh, the other other day uh, that said that they had the most ammunition and they had the front office that would 100% make the move to go do the Aaron Rodgers deal. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. I think Aaron Rodgers with the Raiders is a little scarier. Yeah, definitely. Aaron Rodgers with the Raiders. It's right. definitely, <laughs> definitely scary, but so again, right now I'm not so, taking them as serious. So, again, Pittsburgh, I honestly, I, in a weird way, I want to go on a limb. I made a bet with a dude last year. He bet me that they were going to sweep us. I might have, and I, and I won the bet. He, it was crazy. We, I already was about to cash up on the money and everything. We, I won the bet because we split with him. I think I had to do him a service of running a bet back to him. So, Mac, if you're listening to this show, I might run back the bet that the Bengals sweep the Steelers just to, you know, just to be fair with you, even though I don't think that it's a highly likely thing. But this is a, a crazy year where I just I can see Pittsburgh being really down. I, I, I could, too, especially I, like, I just don't like I don't like their roster. I don't like what they did in the, I don't like what they did in the draft. I think they lack impact players. I think taking Najee Harris in the first round means that if you take a running back in the first round, 100% you need to be committed to the run and make it worth the pick. And for 17 games, this guy's got to play. Or to me, that's a wash of a pick because that's so high to pick a running back. You could go get your starting running back second through fourth round like like clockwork. You could go get... This 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 running backs girly and the guys like that just to come in and give them a spill, um, you know, sitting at home right now. So to to invest that in a first round um, uh, running back to come back and get a tight end that you know how I feel about tight ends is the hardest transition to the NFL. Right. To to make these like your premium picks, I just don't think that bodes well for them. Like and then Brothersberger like healthy for seventeen games as well. I just think like that's just. I don't think they understand it until it plays out. And, oh, I'm glad that they don't understand it because they have absolutely no backup plan for right. for Ben Roethlisberger. And the I can't wait to get a piece it. of what's his name, Mason Rudolph, Haskins, Haskins, Haskins. Haskins. Oh, I would love. I would. Let, I'm gonna tell you. I've witnessed Haskins up front. That's the t- <laughs> that's the type of quarterbacks that Bengals would. You know the quarterbacks that give us problems are quarterbacks that are, are highly mobile and stuff. He he is not that. And quarterbacks that are like real, real tough minded and stuff, like he is not that. He's like all he's trying to be like, I would love to face Haskins. Haskins. Bring bring Haskins and Mason Rudolph on. Um, so I think I think we either, like you said, we either sweep them or split with them. I mean, if Ben Roethlisberger is done done and throwing turnovers like he he did in that last game in December. Yeah, right. I think we could definitely sweep them. T- tell you, tell your boy on the, uh, AFC North if he want to take a split bet with me or whatever, or we figure out a bet or something with me. Like we can go because I feel real oh, good sure. against them. Oh like, yeah, definitely. I definitely so, um, so send them that, together. Yeah, send that my way. Hit me on Twitter, DM me, whatever. I want to smoke with that one. Yes, sir. Uh, the next one. This is gonna be a great game. 
Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow, you know, the battle of the two top quarterbacks from the 2020 class. Um, that's going to be a Chargers game at Paul Brown. I personally think this one is going to be a statement game for Burrow. I think Burrow circled this one on the on the uh, schedule for sure because he wants to prove that he's the best quarterback in that uh, matchup, and rightfully so. I think it's going to be the same thing with Justin Herbert being that he was picked after Joe Burrow. So I think that we're in for a game that was actually somewhat similar to the Browns and Bengals' first game, but I think it's going to be even better because those are the two best quarterbacks coming from that one. Um, and then you got the 49ers. Uh, I'm always worried about the 49ers ever since that home opener I went to. And I expected us to beat them. And they ended up kicking our faces in. But they do have Trey Lance. I don't know if he's playing by that time. I think they probably sit him for the year. Jimmy Garoppolo makes it seem like they're somewhat vulnerable. But like I said, it is the 49ers. But Zim, what are your thoughts on those two games? Uh, I feel like the Chargers is super, super, super personal for me. Like, I think for the next, you know, last year I kept on saying, for the next five, ten years, it's going to be Burrow versus Herbert. As the season unfolded, I don't like Herbert's game that much. I really don't. And I'm not saying that to be like an a-hole against, like, Chargers fans. But uh, for fantasy purposes, I watched two whole Chargers games because I actually had to pick up Herbert when Burrow went down. In some of those games that he's getting 300-something yards, it's like literally four or five plays. In the rest of the game, he looks so, like, not good to me. Like, so bad, or like, just bad passes, bad decision-making. Maybe year two, he takes a step forward to me. I just don't see it. And I think that we owed him one since they stole that game from us last year that they would love to forget. I, I don't like the way that game ended. I made no mistake. I made no, no hiding the fact that I think that that game was robbed for us. So I will. That's another game. I'll be talking to players and say like we owe them one, and Joey B for sure owes them one because all the people that slighted them, like Richard Sherman and all these guys that said that if they could redraft the whole thing, Herbert should have been the number one pick and all that stuff. Joey B better come out there ready to light them up. That's a Sunday one o'clock, Fox, ready to go. They need to make that a prime time game. I think, just... I think I think that game, you know what's the, the that's my last point too, is that I think that game is gonna be meaningful too. I think like it might be on the cusp of the playoffs, like playoff hunt for one of the two or both of the teams. And that game is gonna mean something. Nah, that's facts. Um, 49ers, like you were saying earlier, like it's just rough going. You know, you're on a on a rough West Coast trip. Think about that. You got Chargers, 49ers, then Broncos. So that's just tough. That's just that's just tough stuff. Um, I'm sorry. Well, 49ers, you're at Paul Brown, but then you come yeah, back. Yeah, same there. with I believe the Chargers oh. is at Paul Brown too, so oh. they coming to us. Oh, oh, Justin, <laughs> Herbert, Herbie, <laughs> Herbie, we got something for you, baby. We got <laughs> some skyline, some La Roses, yeah. and a big. Order right. of L's for right. all of y'all coming to the natty. Right, an early Christmas gift for you right at the beginning of December. See, walk right into that L. Right. <laughs> so then, then the Broncos game, we coming in. Shout out to my boy Deshaun. He gonna represent for them, I'm sure. That's a he played for the Bengals as well. I talked to him daily. Um, like I said, they're supposed to make a play for Aaron Rodgers too. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I like I like us again. I like that you know, like their defense is no joke. But I like like I think Von Miller is gonna be on a mission too. Yeah, um, then, then back to the Ravens, and then 
God, it's so many games. Good Lord. It seems like so more with them just adding that, one more, just, but it just. Bro, like, I'm like, dog, that's, we're still going. The show's running mm-hmm. a little longer, so I'm going to just go to my last suit. So, Ravens, I think, you know, like, if we could just get one of those games, because I'm scared to death of them. The Chiefs, I think it just depends on the circumstances. You never know. They might be in a position where they might be sitting a couple guys or whatever, and maybe we're in a playoff hunt. Maybe that goes in our favor. That's the weird thing about schedules that I don't like. And then, as I said earlier, the Brownies, you know, I know I, I just think there's no way that we don't at least split with them dudes this year. Yeah, as as much as I re- I respect the hell out of their running game, I respect the hell out of Miles Garrett. Um, Baker, if he can get in a rhythm, then it's, it, it's always a go with him. But I just don't think that they got enough to stop this firepower this year. No, nah, that's facts. I'm with you on all of that. I think it's going to be – a great schedule. I like that it's broken up like that. I like that the Chiefs game is late because, like you said, you never know what the stipulations are on that. However, I do want to see that as a as a measuring stick because I think when people said that we drafted Jamar Chase, we weren't drafting him for the division to compete with them. We were drafting him for the Chiefs and teams like that. So I think that's going to be a great measuring stick. Um, Zim, was there anything that you wanted to say before we get out of here? No, I just think um... – I'm very excited. You know, like we get, I feel like we, we keep on hitting these milestones. We, it took us forever to get to the draft. Like that just took so long. We got the draft. I feel good. Like coming out of it now that we know what we know about Carmen, knowing what we know about, like I'm really, really, really big on Shelvin. I think Shelvin is going to be like so impactful for this team. He's not the new Geno because don't be mistaken, there's only one Geno. But I just think from a run game perspective, He's somebody, him early on, Tupal and Daniels, like early in the season and stuff, I just don't think teams are going to be able to run on us like that. Like you said, but when we came into the season, I mean, came into the draft, you said that, you know, they got to do something with the trenches. Currently, right now, there's 14 offensive line, 14 defensive line, and they're still thinking about adding guys. And some of the undrafted guys, I like some of them guys too. I I love the kid Phillips, the corner. Uh, from Ball State, and I love um, the dude Jimmy Robinson, who probably could maybe maybe make the team special teams wise and stuff like that too. Um, but I love what they did in the trenches, and I think the trenches alone wins us two three games. Just the trenches alone wins two right. three games that we win. I always said that Joey B always gives you five or six wins to the worst coach in the NFL. So to me, that's seven eight games right there. Just you know, and I'm looking at the schedule. It's not the greatest schedule, but you never know how this thing plays out. Like, if any one of those teams, like, just like we found out last year, your quarterback go down or anything like that, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So, th- those are my final thoughts. Like, I don't, you know, like, anybody's too high or too low on the schedule or whatever, relax. Let this whole thing play out. Let's get to camp, whatever. We, I feel like we're hitting milestones and milestones. Next week, we're going to have OTA um, rookie camp uh, mandatory, I think. Or is it voluntary on this upcoming next Friday? So I'm really excited about some of that stuff. Um, I think I'm going to go to some of the OTA stuff maybe like one or two times. I'm going to try to go to at least three or four games this year. So anybody that's coming to my live, sorry. I, I got I to get, get back at the stadium a little bit more. No, nah, have- I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to be in the stadium heavy this year as well. I already caught my ticket for the season opener, so I'm going to oh, definitely okay. be in the building. Um, I think it's section 103 or 104 or something like that. So me okay. and the wife are going to be in the building. Okay. Um, I'm going to also try to see if I can get down there for training camp. 
I don't know what it's going to be like with the social distance and stuff. I don't know if they're still going to be signing autographs and stuff like that. But we'll try to be in the building for that as well. Do you think um, you got to get vaccinated for the games? It's possible. I haven't I haven't seen yet. I know that they do have – I think when I bought the ticket, it had me agree to some kind of making sure that everything was safe. I didn't, didn't see anything about a vaccine, but I didn't look at it super hard either. So – I'm sure we'll find out pretty pretty they soon. Probably, they probably wouldn't have sold it to you if you didn't have it though. Like like if yeah. it was required right now, right. they probably wouldn't even let you buy it now. Nah, facts. So yeah, we'll see what's what's happening with that. Um, also shout out to some of the local businesses that we work with, primarily LFG Sensi. Uh, please be sure to hit up them for any type of merch needs. Uh, Zim has his lfgcensi.com slash Zim. Use Zim at checkout. To support him, if you want to support me, it's lfgcincy.com slash ace. Use ace at the checkout. So please go ahead and cop that merch. We truly appreciate that. We're also open to working with any local sponsors. So if you have a local business, um, don't feel hesitant to hop in the DMs. We're actually uh, <laughs> going and coming through some potential prospects right now. So uh, stay tuned for that. Right. Uh, but, yeah, right. just we make got sure. Three, we got two for sure new. For sure new companies that we're going to be working with that I'm really, really excited. Facts, facts. So um, definitely shoot me or Zim that information. I'm on Twitter at New Stripe City. He's on Twitter at Zim Hude. Follow him on his Instagram at Zim underscore Hude. Uh, you can follow me on there at New Stripe City. Be sure to subscribe to Zim's YouTube page. Um, it's Zim Hude on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube page uh, at New Stripe City. And if you're watching this, hit that subscribe button and hit that like button and share this with your friends. This is the Orange is the New Black podcast. And I'm going to leave this with a yes. Persky. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it. Uh, <laughs> never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sport.